Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 25 of Jordan and Drew's Sports Crew. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of technical difficulties, but we are finally here for the final episode before Drew goes off to college and we retire the podcast for good, right? It's never coming back. Funny. Okay, why'd you have to do it like that, Jordan? Absolutely not what's going to happen at all. We will be going strong. Drew will be at UW-Milwaukee. That's going to be big. You ready? I'm pretty excited. I, I wouldn't say I'm nervous. I'm just, I, I want to, I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know what to expect. I guess that's the best way to put it. So I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, we got a podcast to record. So who cares about that? Yeah. Who cares about that? That's actually tomorrow. We are recording Friday night right now. And our Instagram is blowing up as we speak. We're going to get into it. There's a lot to talk about this week. We're going to try and keep this week and next week both. A little shorter. Episode 24 did very, very well, though. The most listened to? Oh, I forgot. I think it was since episode 13. I went and looked before, but then with all this, I got thrown off. But it's been a while since we had a main episode get this many listens. Thank you guys oh so much for listening. And hopefully you guys watched me on ESPN Plus, UWGB Volleyball this past Saturday. Fingers crossed it all goes well, but it'll be went well at the time you guys listen on Monday. That's everything there, just the usual. Now, Facebook, Jordan and Drew, the sports crew. Instagram, Jordan Drew underscore sports crew. We are trying to figure out some more ways to get some content along to you guys. And coming up, we will be looking at fantasy football and all of the teams in our league. So we're going to touch on all those, look at some rosters. Drew, let's just get it out of the way here. How did your draft go? How do you think you did? I'm actually... I, I like how my draft went. I mean, I got Justin Herbert, got Justin Jefferson as well, got JT, Jonathan Taylor. That was a nice pick, I thought. Yeah, I, I did want that one. But um, I'm pretty happy with how my team went because there's a 16-team league. But one person who I think shouldn't be happy with how their draft went. Sorry, Devin. I got I to gotta throw some shade. But boy, Devin, we can tell you have not done fantasy yet. It's It was, it was a funny, funny seeing some of your picks. But yeah, you know, that, that was interesting. Yeah, you know, it was really funny. He was texting me before or whatever. I called him up. You know, I let him know what happened. And he's like, what a good, what's a good first pick? And I'm like, not a quarterback. He's, he's like, all right, sounds good. Thankful, well, not thankfully. I guess Devin got kind of screwed. He got the 16th pick. It was all random. He got the 16th pick, but it's snake style. So that means he also got the first pick of the second round. He picked up, I think he got a running back with his first pick. AJ Dillon? Like, Is no, that got, who it was? I don't know who he got, but he got AJ oh, Dillon okay. really early. He, yeah, he did get him early, but speaking of early, he drafted Aaron Rodgers with the first pick of the second round, and then in the fourth round, drafted Rob Gronkowski. Just some interesting picks, uh, and then I think he also drafted Amari Rodgers, who was averaging zero points per game or projected zero, but don't worry. It's okay. We're going to get in the swing of things. It'll be okay. I got Baker Money Mayfield. It was between him or Joe Burrow, and I went with Baker. I just wasn't too sure about Joey Heisman. I didn't go with him. Big fan, but I picked, I didn't pick him. I got myself Baker, some other good picks as well. Looking forward to that league. You guys will be seeing basically all the teams are going to try and do like every other day thing, something like that. Just get all the teams out there. So you guys know what to expect and what's coming up. And 
other than that, we are going to try maybe a little bonus episode coming up soon. Next week will be the Labor Day special. Drew, did we decide when we're airing the interviews? Is that Labor Day special? Is that bonus? What are we doing with that? That will be at a later date. And we'll, okay. it'll be coming out, though, very soon. But just, just wait on it. Some good stuff. Secret interviews at this time. We won't disclose any more on that. But otherwise, we are on YouTube. Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, back up to 24 subscribers. So we thank you to the mystery subscriber number 24. Apple Podcasts, we love those written reviews. We'd love to see some more of them. And I think that's everything. I think we finally covered it all. Long-winded introduction this week before we get to the shout-out of the week. And it's an interesting one. It goes to Joey Votto. And Drew, you're going to talk a little bit about Votto. But he said some great things about Arborers. He really did, Jordan. Um, before Thursday's game, which was a day game, he mentioned some had some nice words to say about the Brewers' pitching staff. He said this was the most complete and the best pitching staff he's faced in his whole career. And he mentioned some of the pitching staffs he's faced. He faced the early 2010, uh, the 2010s um, Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. yeah, and he's faced some other great staffs in his career, as we know. And it was just it was very humbling of him to recognize just how great the the Brewers pitching staff's been. And I mean, Wednesday's game, he struck out, he had the hat trick actually. He struck out three times and he was really just, uh, Woodruff was exploiting him and all three of his at bats he had and against him and his, this Brewers pitching staff. And I mean, he's right. It, they've been historically good. It's been crazy. And hopefully we'll get Peralta back. We want him back really yeah, soon. That's, yeah, that's bad. But Corbin Burns for Cy Young as well. I mean, with DeGramo for an extended leaf here, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the Cy Young coming up. And along with that, game recognizes game, right, Joey Votto? Just good things to hear him say that. It's not like he's petty or mad that he's getting struck out. He knows good pitching when he sees it. And that's that. So let's move on. We got three stats of the week, all baseball-related, and one of them is indeed about that Brewers pitching staff. First, Yankees won 12 straight games, which was their longest win streak since 1961. So, I mean, what's that, 50 years, 60 years, you name it, a long time since the Yankees have done that. We'll talk about the Orioles and their losing streak coming up soon. Next one, this is huge. Chris Sale, who is on the Red Sox, if you aren't aware, he joined Sandy Koufax as the only pitchers on record with three immaculate innings. And for those of you who are unaware, an immaculate inning, three strikes, three batters, boom, 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 a nine-pitch inning, all strikes. I mean, that is tough. And to get three of those, that's crazy. Yeah, he did them all as a Red Sox, too. And, yeah, um, there's a guy who I, I can't can't recall the name, but a guy in the or in the Little League World Series now putting up Chris Sale-like numbers with all those strikeouts and those four no-hitters. For, for He's from Sioux Falls. I, I forgot his name. I, I, I screenshotted something about that, but I don't remember where it went. I'm going to try and find it because here, 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 here. Um, Gavin Weir, is that the guy you're yes. talking about? Yes, he, I have his numbers right here. Listen to this. So this includes districts, states, regionals, and the first part of the Little League World Series. 37.2 innings pitched on 526 pitches. He is only allowed one hit zero earned runs and a hundred strikeouts. That's just unbelievable. Yeah. And he, right when I watched his highlights, I wanted to see what he was all about because I saw his numbers and I watched him and all I saw was Chris sale. I, I saw the same, same delivery, same windup kind of 
same uh, pitch repertoire too, like with the fastball slider combo. And yeah, he's, he's going to be something else. I, I saw Randy Johnson comparisons already too. And I, I mean, I, I don't blame him. He's been, he's been something else. And, and especially in the little league world series too. Yeah. Have that boy skip college, get him right up to some minor league ball. Last thing here, before we get on this day, the Brewers pitching staff had four games with 16 or more strikeouts and zero walks. Now listen to this. That is twice as many gains as any other team has had in a season in the modern era. Twice as many games with 16 or more strikeouts and no walks. Obviously, Corbin Burns is to thank for this partially, but still, this pitching staff, oh my goodness. Those are more than video and game numbers. That's insane. Yeah, and Woodruff actually was a part of the staff that did that. I believe it was Wednesday was was when that happened. And yeah, that was that was a great game. Woodruff had ten strikeouts in six innings and bullpen finished it up for him. So yeah. Strikeouts yeah. and pitching staff. That's with the Brewers pitching staff, that's been a big thing. It's just up to our bullpen at this point of what bullpen wants to show up and who's good and who's not. And that middle relieving role, that's always one of those things. I mean, we would be completely fine if we could get to the playoffs, have Burns, Peralta, Woodruff go seven innings, you know, even six. Give them six or seven innings every time. We would be completely fine. It's when they're stuck only going three or four innings. Then you got to fill like five, six, seven, eight. I mean, once you have to fill all those innings, that's when it gets a little questionable with our bullpen. The date today, August 30th, 2021. A pretty week on this day week. And all the things I got were before 1940, all baseball related once again. On this day in 19... And obviously, guys, this will change, right? So if we get to like February... There's not going to be baseball on this day stuff. There's going to be football. There's going to be different things like that. There's, this is all just seasonal at this point. On this day in 1905, the Detroit Tigers, future Hall of Fame center, center fielder, I should say, Ty Cobb makes his MLB debut. He had a double in a 5-3 win. Ty Cobb, we talk about him oh so much on this podcast, especially in the on this day. Let's move five more years. On this day in 1910, Tom Hughes from the Yankees pitches a nine-hit or nine inning, no hitter, but they lose to the Indians 5 nothing in 11. Can you imagine? No hitter through nine, and your team ends up losing? Like, come on. I'm thinking he walked a lot of batters here, or there's a lot of airs. I'm not sure. What would well, happen? Well, obviously, it would be one of those two here, but... I'm, I think they... Do you think they pulled them after nine, and they put someone else in? Oh, that could have happened too in the tenth and eleventh. I mean, that's probably what happened with the five runs. But I'm thinking that was my guess. Or yeah. like you said, could be a bunch of walks, even wild pitches or something. Well, they I had to know. get they got the extras, so yeah, it would obviously be. I don't know. Yeah, he must have had the full nine no hitters. Maybe he just had mm. a few. Yeah, I don't know here. I don't know, but either way, that's just ridiculous. No run support on the day in 1913. The Phillies lead the Giants. <laughs> I just saw an Instagram comment. Phillies lead the Giants 8-6 to six in the top of the ninth inning. <laughs> this gets crazy. The fans in the bleachers try to distract the Giants. The umpire forfeited the game to the Giants, and then it was later overruled. Have you ever heard of anything like this? We've, we've seen games go into protests, I mean, in the past 10 years, but we've never seen <laughs> something to this caliber of weird. Wow. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't know what they were doing to distract the Giants, but I'm sure it wasn't well. The umpire must have just not been yeah. happy. I'm glad it was overruled, though, because then, because what I'm, what I'm, how I'm interpreting this then is the Giants, yeah, the Giants won the game even though they were losing, but then the mm-hmm. league stepped, probably the commissioner was like, hey, the Phillies were kind of up here. And so it's good that that was got overturned there. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but that was like we had it on this day once with like ground rule doubles because fans were grabbing the balls when it was like 10,000 more people in the stands this kind of reminded me of that and another instagram comment has come through on this day in 1939 a new york yankee atley donald pitches a baseball a record 94.7 miles per hour so before 1940 the record was 94.7 it has only gone up from there any comments on that or are we moving on i didn't even i i guess i didn't know that would be the fastest speed 1939 i actually didn't know what to expect there I, I would have thought slower, me. actually. I would have too. I'm, I'm, yeah, quite pleased with that. Okay, not bad at all. I'm sure yeah. that's that's was probably like a one-off though, or something. I don't think they were pitching that regularly in the games. Anyways, yeah. let's move on. Let's talk about some high school football. Let's just get it out of the way, guys. Jordan Drew underscore Sports Crew on Instagram. Every Friday, I make a bold prediction. I make two of them. I make two bold predictions. Emphasis on the bold, B-O-L-D, all capital letters. These are bold predictions. Do I honestly think these things are going to happen? No, absolutely not. They're bold. They're for a reason. I get so many comparisons to Skip Bayless. I'm not doing it just for all this attention. I'm not doing it to be dumb. I'm not doing it to make people mad. I'm doing it for fun, and I'm doing it because if something like that actually happens, which the brilliant one might, then it makes me look awesome, and it makes me look like a genius for my bold predictions. I am so sorry if I offended any of you with my bold predictions. We offended some people last week with some of the comments we made. Not derogatory at all, by the way. We're just being realistic here. And we offended some people this week with some comments we made once again. But, you know, you can't please everyone. There's nothing wrong with what we're doing. It's all okay, and we are just going to move on, and we are going to just we're just going to be ourselves, and we're going to continue with these bold predictions, and that's all we can do, right? Yeah, I, I mean, Jordan, you're the one who's making these predictions here. I'm kind of the one who... You get dragged into it. A little bit, yeah, I get dragged into it, but I mean, it does say Jordan's predictions, so... It really does. I make it as clear as possible when I make the predictions that if you want to yell, yell at me. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I can take it. Don't worry, guys. They're bold predictions. Now, we have to talk week two of not only the EWC, but I just wanted to mention the ships real quick. They lost 56-6 to six there. We mentioned the ships. Time to move on to the EWC. Don't want to talk about the ships anymore. Time to move on. We're recording for Friday night, and we're going to put a little update in. I'm going to record later in the weekend. Once we get all the scores and everything, I'll talk about some of the games. But first, what do we know right now, Drew? So we know Howard's Grove is beating Valders, and Brilliant was up big. Do we know anything else? I believe we actually know Valor's. I think Valor's Howard's Grove final. I believe Howard's Grove won. I I might. I don't know if it was sixteen to six still, but uh, we do know that Valor's lost that game. And okay. then we do know that Brilliant is a big uh, over. Was it Wawiga Fremont? Is that how you say? Yes, it? that that is the one. I got it. Yeah, and we know they're up big right now. And I we don't know the score exactly. We know twenty nothing a half. Other than that, um, Jordan, if you give me. A second, I might be able to get more scores for you. Yeah, Wawega Fremont, that is a very, very odd name. And in the Instagram post, it actually cut off. So there wasn't a T and it just says Wawega Fremont. 
which is a little weird, but either way it works. I predicted Brilliant wins by 30 was my bold prediction there. At first, I was going to put five touchdowns, but I figured I'll just put a point up there, and that one might actually end up happening. Yeah, and we actually update on that. We don't have any more scores right now, so we'll have to go listen to your, your recap with you know the what? scores. You know what? Let's do it right now. My recap coming up. I'm going to talk about all the happenings of EWC Week 2 right now. Week 2 of the Eastern Wisconsin Conference football season has come and gone non-conference games. Once again, I'm Jordan Lorenz here with your Week 2 recap. Bunch of games happened and, well, quite a few blowouts that we have to discuss. Most notably, KLC's 80-6 to win over Random Lake. That is the headline this week. Kohler, Sheboygan, Luther, Christian with an all-time performance from Robbie Michael. 19 of 26, 265 yards with seven touchdowns, but that's not all. He also had 11 carries for 131 yards with two touchdowns, tying a state record nine total touchdowns for Robbie Michael. Again, KLC beats Random Lake 80-6. to As for Valders, they fall to one and one on the season, losing 16 to six to Howard's Grove. Trey Schneider, not a bad day, eight of 13, 143 yards with a touchdown for Valders. Howard's Grove only threw the ball 10 times. One of the big keys, Tyler Rittenhouse, 22 carries, 155 yards, and two touchdowns as Howard's Grove defeats Valders 16 to six. Brilliant. Shut out Wagama Fremont. As I predicted, I said they would win by 30. They win 33 to zero to zero. Brilliant's rushing did have a huge say in this game. Sam Galoff, 77 yards with two touchdowns. Mason Benke, two carries, 35 yards, two touchdowns. So on his two carries, he got touchdowns out of those. And then Garnett Stabani, 10 carries for 61 yards. So big day overall for Brilliant as they get a big rebound win after just a very poor performance in the first week. Keel, they defeat Rippon 30-13. Connor Faust, just 6 of 10 in the air, 68 yards and a touchdown. 8 carries, 62 yards for Dan Schmitz. 3 touchdowns on the day for him. Connor Meyer, 11 carries, 95 yards in that game. New Holstein beats North Fond with ease, 48-6. New Holstein only threw the ball 3 times. They have such a balanced running attack, led by Mason Boulin. 11 carries, 82 yards. Then, Tyler Gibbert, six carries, 75 yards, three touchdowns on the day for him. 68 yards on seven attempts for Henry Schnell. And can't forget Cody Adler, nine carries, 79 yards with a touchdown. Owen Adler, one carry, 27 yards with a touchdown for him. I mean, there's another player, 22 yards. There's so many players that are a very well-balanced team for New Holstein when it comes to the rush to the running game, I should say. Roncalli gets shut out, losing 27-0 to Oconto. That game ended early due to lightning, but wasn't going well for the Jets anyway. Two Rivers shuts out Brown Deer, 25-0. Justin Klinker, 8-17 of 17 in the air, two touchdowns and an interception. 74 yards he threw for in this game, but Chase Mathias is the big one. 20 carries, 244 yards, only one touchdown for him, but he's coming off for performance last week with 226 yards. Once again, 20 carries for him, an absolute powerhouse. Chase Mathias is the one to watch out for. 
here in this season. One more time, Howard's Grove beats Valder 16-6, KLC beats Random Lake 80-6, Brilliant shuts out Wagamuff Fremont 33-0, Keel beats Rippin 30-13, Holstein 48-6 over North Fond du Lac, Roncalli gets shut out losing 27-0, and then TR shuts out Brown Deer 25-0. I am Jordan Lorenz reporting on your EWC Week 2 football. All right, there you have it. All the updates from high school football in week two. I figured, you know, Drew's busy. He's in college now. He's a big boy, but we just got to get the the high school stuff. It's going to stay in. High school is one of the things we love the most, whether it's basketball, football, you name it. We'll be talking some high school. So that wraps it up. Time to move on. Let's go to the pros real quick. Let's go to the NFL, the National Football League. Just wanted to mention the Packers. They did Devin Funches dirty. Dude gets hurt. He's out for the year, and we release him. That's bad, but, I mean, there's no spot for him. What are we going to do? Yeah, especially, I mean, Packer, this this year, I, it's been compared a lot to it. I'm going to mention it again. The last dance is what we've heard, and, I mean, if the dude's taking up a roster spot, I, I mean, with injury and stuff, let him go. I, this is the this is the last year of competing, and, I mean, a vet like Devin Funches, he's going to be out this year anyways. He's out the whole year, so. Yeah, why no need for them? them? Yeah, yeah. No I'm sure them. they can they can bring him back too if needed in the coming years. But I don't know, poor guy. There is something I wanted to talk about. Yesterday, they released the top ten in order of the top 100 NFL players of 2021. We know everyone for the 90, but we don't know the top 10 yet. So we're just going to do a little something here on the podcast, and we're going to rank our top 10. So, Drew, I'm going to give you these 10 names and we are going to rank them we've got two packers on this list of the top 10 so this is our top 10 or drews and then i make some adjustments we have Devonte adams josh allen tom brady aaron donald derrick henry deandre hopkins travis kelsey patrick mahomes Aaron Rodgers, and TJ Watt. So that's the top 10. There are some defensive players in there, but quarterback heavy, receiver heavy, throw in a tight end, only one running back. What are we thinking here? I think I I cannot stand Tom Brady, and I don't think his game translates to a top 10 player. So I put I put him right at 10 right away. He's, yeah, he's absolutely 10 in my mind. He did nothing spectacular last year at all. NFC Championship game, terrible. Super Bowl, he didn't even do anything. Yeah, he got a lot of good calls on his end. And I think I think if you go Patrick Mahomes number one, and then that's what I would do there. So if we go 10, and like I put Mahomes is okay. the best. I don't, yeah, I can't argue that. I could put, I put Rodgers two or three there. I put the quarterbacks like kind of like that. Yeah, then, I don't know. I don't know if Josh Allen would make my top five. I think Josh Allen. I think you put him at nine. I think that's what weird. I think the the two quarterbacks like Rodgers and Mahomes. I think they're the best two on that list. And then I think that Allen Brady and, Allen. Yeah, I think I think Allen nine Brady ten. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Then I think when we go now, we have the we have six players left basically, and we have to fill them in between there now. So mm-hmm. I don't think Hopkins ranks too high on my list. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I think that um, I think Adams might be. I I, I got. Can you read some of the other names you compared to? Like so we, we got we got. Let's just go receivers here. We got Adams, Hopkins as the receivers, running back Derrick Henry, 
got Travis Kelsey in there, who is he's basically a receiver. And then you got TJ Watt and Aaron Donald. Watt above Donald for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think Watt put Watt at um maybe I don't even know where you'd put him. Uh, five? I don't know. I was gonna say Six? four or five, maybe, but and yeah, then, we'll, let's put him at five. Are you writing this down, Jordan, or are you just going it's to, in my head. It's in my it's head. in your head. So then we're gonna go Donald, go Donald like, seven or eight. Yeah, I was thinking seven, but seven? who is who or do we put him no, should we put Hopkins at eight? I could be yeah, Hopkins eight. Let's do it. Hopkins eight, Donald seven, and then six is ooh. So we've got I don't think Kelsey's six though, is he? I don't think Derrick Henry's sixth though. No. I guess it's gotta be Kelsey, huh? Oh, Kelsey six, yeah. And then so let's just so our half here. Tom Brady's ten. Josh Allen is nine. And then we went Hopkins at eight. And we went Donald at seven, right? Yep. And then six was Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Five is Watt. Yes. Four Adams, three Henry. No. Three Henry or three Adams, four Henry. I think. Oh, well, I mean, uh, Henry's coming off because if we're ranking them coming into the year, I wouldn't think. That's I guess based true. on the based on this past year that they had, I guess you could put you could put Henry three. I actually no, they both had historic seasons. You could, yeah, you gotta, they were both huge. It's a toss up. I feel yeah, like it's no. one and two were a toss up between Mahomes and Rogers, and three and four between Adams and Henry. I feel like they're all toss ups. Yeah, those really are. You could go. You could go either way with those. You could. I think you go Mahomes one, Rogers two, and then you go Adams three there, and then you go Henry four. I think that's what you do, and then Watt yeah. five. But that that is a toss up, and you could even say because comparing. I remember seeing comparisons of Watts and um, Donald's defensive numbers. They're both similar players. You could just swap those two mm-hmm. out too. Like, yeah. oh, this is tough. Our I, top six is kind of replaceable. We're going to see what happens when they announce it, which was yesterday, actually. So we'll post a little comparison graphic coming up in the coming days. We'll see how we did, but that's tough. Once you get in that upper echelon there, it's basically replaceable guys who can flip in and out. I don't know. I would probably would have put Henry at three, but we'll see what happens. So that's it. That's it for football. And we got some baseball to talk about here and there's, you want to start with the Orioles? I mean, this is historically bad. They almost lost 20 games in a row, but probably one of the feel good moments of the year, they get the win. They don't lose 20 in a row. I mean, what has gone wrong with this Orioles team? So well, much, obviously. Yeah. And the main issue really with this Orioles team, Jordan, is they can't develop pitching. They, they have the inability to develop quality pitchers and that's really what's hurt them. And that's why something like a 19 game losing streak can happen because they've they've been putting up runs like I mean this game that they finally won they had to put up 10 runs to win 10 to 6 they won and on it was August 25th and that was their first win since August 2nd 23 wow. days. So that's not good. Yeah and this team like they have a pre- they have a pretty good offense. They have um Cedric Mullins who's had a phenomenal year offensively and then guys like Anthony Santander who's been really good and Trey Mancini and just just quality quality guys who can they're they're really good team against left-handed pitching and just they're just not able to win games though because just the pitching and they they almost lost twenty consecutive games which is crazy and they're trailing six to five in the eighth and then they rallied and the reason they won this game though is I um they they it was a bullpen game for them so they didn't have to use their their dreadful starting pitching and <laughs> Jordan do you want to guess who was pitching for the Angels this night? 
It probably wasn't Otani, that's for sure. It was Otani. Was it really? It was Otani. Yes, they got to him early. They got a few home runs off him. I was going to say, how long did he go? Probably. Yeah, not. he went like, I think, four or five innings. I, I watched a little bit of this game, actually, on MLB yeah, TV. And... I would have guessed four. MLB TV, by the way, guys, show your college ID, and it's free for the rest of the year. So that's a little something for you, but I wouldn't have expected Otani. He, he's up there, you know, he has some bad off nights, but just to add to the Orioles, obviously, if you don't have good pitching and you're giving up multiple runs a game, and it's not like they're scoring 10 runs a game either. So it's not like they have that counterbalance where their hitting is just so good that can just outweigh the bad pitching. That's not how it works. So obviously feel bad for the Orioles, but it's kind of laughable. And like I said, good for them. They got that big win. Yeah, and I got one more thing on them, Jordan. Uh, They actually have an issue now because 25 of their final 37 matchups, they're division games. So their division, the AL East is stacked. So that's going to be horrific. They play the Tampa Bay Rays um, as we're talking right now. I think they are actually, they already lost to them six to three. So probably. Yeah. Um, And then they got games against like the Yankees. They got games against the Blue Jays uh, on the road. So this team, I think I, I was looking through their schedule. I think there's a good chance they lose 115 games around there. I believe they're at 48 and like 86 right now, 48 and 80, something like that. And yeah, I'm just not confident in this team being able to win games. And there I've seen articles about them, about people wanting uh, something to ensure like teams like the Orioles aren't tanking for years. And like they've been, they've been losing a hundred plus games for like three, like other than last year because COVID, but like they've been losing hundred plus games in 2019. They did in 2018. I believe they did. And now in 2020, they're going to, or 2021, they're going to be losing over our games. So yeah, it's a problem for LB, but not good at all. Indeed for the Orioles and Jordan, you want to talk about a good team like the Milwaukee Brewers? Let's do it. I looked it up 40 and 87 for the Orioles. So, and that's as of Friday night when we're recording. So it's just not good at all, but to add to your point, I mean, what are you going to do about these teams that are tanking? You're just going to give them top guys and try and turn them around? That's not how it works. I mean, it's not like they're a rebuilding team for the past 10 years, but it's what the Rangers are, basically. I mean, I don't know. It sucks that it happens to them, but there's really nothing you can do to change it. Did we want to mention that salary cap thing? Are you knowledgeable enough on that that we should touch on it or just forget it? Well, the salary cap thing, I guess I, I was confused. Briefly mentioned. Um, well, the I uh, we'll just talk about the issue with it. We I don't want to go into specifics with it because it's all just talk right now, and we don't want to just talk about just a rumor that might not even happen. But basically, um, with the big with a big salary discrepancy between the small market teams, like um, the Athletics, the Brewers, the Rays. There's these small markets that are really low salary cap, and then we got the Dodgers, the Yankees, and Red Sox. There's just a wide margin or, or like compared to any other sport, baseball is like the only one that has this huge, just like complete 180 basically for the salary. And um, there was a proposal that would raise the, or to make a salary cap, like you or a million minimum of a hundred million, I believe. And basically then the teams over the cap would help fund that. And it just, it doesn't sound practical to me that it would happen. And it sounds messy. It really does, and the basically the idea was just to make a competitive play field. Like, for example, in football, we got a salary cap. Basketball, we got a salary cap. Baseball, I don't know why baseball doesn't. We just got a luxury tax. You can pay over. You 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 know. Ridiculous. And the Dodgers are like, hey, 
we'll pay it. <laughs> like they, well, why wouldn't they? Yeah, and they, that team just hands out money. I mean, the Yankees too are. What are they known for? They're known for having the one of the biggest payrolls in sports, and that's based, that's what they do. And they're able to sign guys and get attract guys as a place for free agency, and that's just how it is. I think with the CBA, I believe it expires this at the end of this year. If I'm not mistaken. I think that's going to be sure, yeah. that's going to be definitely something that could be talked about as well. So we're gonna have to wait and see. Maybe we do a winter meetings edition of Jordan Drew the Sports Crew this winter. That would be big. That would be interesting indeed. But let's talk about these Brewers here. Three game series against the Weds. The Weds. The Reds. <laughs> they win that series seven four four one, and then lose five one. I mean, the game on Thursday didn't matter. I watched it at work. It was. Whatever, it didn't matter. I already won the series. I already are big up on them in the standings. But, I mean, three games, three two wins by three runs. Both of them were by it. I mean, good job against the Reds. They're now losing to the Twins at the time of recording, which likely means that if this holds up, Drew will win the predictions challenge for the week, and it will be 10-9, to nine, which is crazy knowing how how much of a lead I had. But Brewers this week... What you got on them? I mean, we were a little concerned with Eduardo Escobar, Willie Adamas, but hopefully everything's going to be all right. Yeah, exactly, Jordan. And with Eduardo Escobar, he's on the IL right now, so we hope we can get him back soon. Willie Adamas actually should be DH, or he should have DH'd on Saturday's game is what the, the talk of the town was, and we hope that actually happened. But the Brewers, let's talk about the, the two good games that happened earlier last week and the Reds and Brewery game um, August 24th, they won seven to four. They played very well that game as well. But the one game I, I want to talk about more is not that game. I want to talk about the game Tuesday. It was a more exciting game indeed. And I actually, let me take that back. The game Monday was actually really exciting because that was the game. Giannis was there and they yes. rallied back against the Reds bullpen because they're abysmal and they had a great laying inning comeback. Colton Wong had a two-run home run that really just capitalized that game. and Yeah, that's what I meant. I, I mixed up the games in my head, and I don't know why I did that. But Tuesday... Well, it's baseball. There's too many of them. There, yeah, there are. Tarn 62 is a lot. and They all blend together. They really do sometimes. And then on Tuesday, the 4-1 to win against the Reds, that game stood out to me. That was the Avi Garcia game, Jordan. And I don't know if you were able to catch a bit of that game, but... Uh-uh. Avi, yeah, he did a lot. Brandon Woodruff, that was the game. He had 10 strikeouts over six innings with no walks. That was actually the game that uh, we mentioned in the stats. Oh, that sealed the record there. That did right there. And yeah, Avi Garcia, he he gunned a guy out at second. He robbed a home run. He had an RBI double. And like he just was dominant the whole game. He, he impacted the game offensively and defensively. And that led me... That, led me to look at his baseball savant page. And that's the stat cast stuff I mentioned with Yelich last week. And Jordan, you might be surprised about some of these numbers I got Navi Garcia and he's been hot recently as well. So these numbers have gone up only. And so Jordan, this surprised me 89th percentile in sprint C- sprint speed for Avi Garcia. So he wow. is above, significantly above average in sprint speed, which yeah, you would not expect that. Which, yeah, I mean, he lost 30 to 40 pounds coming into spring training this year, and that, that probably plays a big part in that. But some of the other ones that were really, that I thought stopped me, his expected weighted on base average and his expected batting average and expected slugging are the either the 90th percentile or higher. So he's, like, Whoa. top in the league in that. And he's going to be a free agent in the fall, so they're going to have to 
either pay him some money or let him walk. And I, I don't, I don't want him to let him. I do not want them to let him walk. But his defense, though, yeah, he would fit very well with an AL team. Jordan, eighth percentile in outfielder jump, and yeah, that's that is not good. So, so basic. Hear, hear me out here. So, what we're going to do in the off season is we are going to mix JBJ with Garcia. Right, we're going to get the defense of JBJ or the defense of. Yes, the defense of yes. JBJ to Garcia, right? And then we're just going to, can we, uh, we can't even do this, but we're just going to buy out JBJ's contract. He's just going to sit the bench next year. So then Garcia has the skills of JBJ on defense and he's hitting like this and he can sprint. So he's going to be stealing probably 50 bases next year because he's going to lose even more weight. I mean, I got this all planned out in my head. Garcia is going to be the MVP next year. Jordan, that sounds like a great idea. Just take the bat out of JBJ's hand. I think yeah, that's an even better idea. I think if that happens and yeah, but Avi Garcia has been hot in the second half. Yelich too. We can't say enough good things about Yelich. I got some notes up on him too. He's been, he's back he's, baby. He is back 352 in his last 14 games with two home runs and 11 RBIs. So he's on a five game hit streak. And during that streak, 421 with two home runs and eight RBIs. That was that big grand slam. We saw big two boy, home run yeah. game. That was great. And we mentioned Avi Garcia already with his 24 home runs. He already has a career high, and we got some games left, 30-something games left, and he's got 76 RBIs, so he's going to probably hit 30 home runs, I think. And he is batting 358, 53 for 148 with 11 home runs and 34 RBIs over his last 44 games. So that's phenomenal pace he's at right now. And he's been one of the Brewers' most consistent hitters throughout this whole year, other than Willie Adamas, of course, but... Well, yeah, and it's not like Adamas has been here the whole year. We got to mention Willie Adamas too, Jordan. I don't know if we have really talked about that yet with him exiting after that double. And now he's kind of, I mean, we mentioned obviously he's going to be DH on Saturday, but very DH last Saturday, but he missed a few games, three, I believe three games, but somewhere around there. Yeah. That was a little alarming because he's been one of the Brewers most consistent players since joining the team May 22nd. So I'm glad he's coming back after his few days. Or and it was mostly because of precautionary reasons is what we learned, but just glad everything's either okay. Way, yeah, either way, it's a little concerning, but it's smart to do heading into this September schedule, moving up and getting ready for the playoffs. You don't want anything to happen. Same thing with our pitchers, too. I mean, the more rest we can get them, the better, because we want some fresh arms, and we don't want to – we just – we don't need a Freddie Peralta going two innings. We don't need Burns giving up five walks and no strikeouts. We don't need Woodruff going three innings. We need – the best of the best come the postseason. And who would have thought Luis Urias would have, I think he's at 17 home runs and Yelich doesn't even have 10 yet this season. Wild. You bring up a great point with that, Jordan. Quickly, I have something else about Luis Urias that he's actually, I with the, you know, with the trade, it was Grisham for Urias and Lauer. And Urias has actually compared very well to Grisham this year. Both of um, their weighted runs created plus. Arias, 109, Grisham, 114, so only five off there. And then for War, 2.3 for Grisham, 1.7 for Arias. And then for OPS, Arias actually has a higher OPS, 780 compared to Grisham, 777. So, I mean, that trade's not looking the worst right now. So that's something, you know, and David Stearns, we trust, and Matt Arnold, we trust. We always say that on the podcast, and that I think that might be true again here. Yeah, I mean, I guess Willie Adamas was more than a suitable replacement for Orlando Arcia. I mean, totally fine with that. If we wouldn't have had Adamas, though, then we would have been in trouble because it's not like Urias could have carried this team on his back. So that's our Brewer talk for the week. I mean, good stuff. 
all around from the Spurs team. Hopefully they don't get swept by the Twins. I mean, that would be disgraceful, but it's 10-9. I'm, assu- I'm assuming it's 10-9 here in the standings. And now coming up, it is a tough week for this Brewers team. A four-game series against the Giants, including that YouTube game. Four games. One of them is on Fox Sports 1 as well. And then three games against the Cardinals. So we're going into another stretch of... That's actually a long time without an off day. We got the three... Wow. They're, yeah, a lot of games without an off day. The Red series, this Twins series, Giants, Cardinals, Phillies, and then finally an off day before the Indians. That is a big boy stretch. And this Giants series scares me. The Cardinals series, I don't know. You never know what to expect there. It's the Cardinals. Wong plays well against them, so maybe he hits a bomb every game. But oof, I'm letting you pick first because you've got all the momentum in the predictions challenge. But whatever you pick, I'm likely going lower. See, I I actually like the Brewers against the Giants, even though they lost the three-game series, but they easily could have won it. That was the Avi Garcia. All I do is catch a fly ball, and they won that series. So that's why I think I think that's misleading that they lost that series there. But I I don't know how I feel about their St. that St. Louis series now. That's where I'm I'm stuck. I want to go five and two. My heart wants to go oh, five wow. and two. But that's like please tummy do. I, please do. I will greatly go four and three. Yeah, I don't want to just like play into your hands here, though. I'm a fan, and I, you know, fans got to do what they like for their team. I got to go five and two. Wow, I wonder if people are going to get mad at you for going bold with that. I mean, that's that's a wild choice to try and tie this up. I'm going to go four and three. Honestly, I was going to go three and four first, but then I said, no, I'm going to let this guy go first just because he's got all the momentum. I'm more than happy with the four and three. Even if we do go four and three in the week, who cares? That's still a really good week. Likely splitting the series with the Giants. I'm assuming that's what will happen, right? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a series split against the Giants there. And I think then, I think you sweep the Cardinals. I think, why not? I just watched, I, I literally watched part of the game last night too, or it would have been Thursday night. They imploded against the Pirates. They gave up eight runs in the eighth, I believe. Uh, so that was. Pirates. The Pirates, yeah. Uh, so that was something else. And I just think the Brewers, I think, I think they'll just take it to St. Louis this time around. I mean, they won the series last time, but they'll just take it to them this time. Yeah, it's just one of those things. You play the same team so many times in a year. It depends on pitching matchups and who's well-rested and who's not, who's ready to go, who you've seen before. All those sort of things come into play. Did you want to talk about sticky stuff at all, or are we going to do some trivia? Let's just go to trivia. We'll talk about the sticky stuff in our Labor Day special. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll get it down then. We're trying to keep them a little shorter, and this trivia it's going to fly right by. So this is not a part of the wheel. This was a special trivia. There was a suggestion, and I said, ooh, genius and i kind of spun it a little bit so trivia this week is unlike um unlike anything we've done before you're gonna name five schools for me right with you being in milwaukee now you are a panther it is only fitting this should be an easy five of five possibly drew your trivia this week i need you to name five schools in the horizon league besides uwm you can't name them iupuy Yes, Indiana University, Purdue University of Indiana. Wait, did you say can I name Green Bay? You can Green, yep, that counts. You just can't name Milwaukee. So you got two. Oakland. Oakland is one for sure. That is three. Oh my God. And now I get to three and I can't think. Um, Now they're a little more weird. 
yeah, I, I know those three because those like um you can throw some names out there. You get two strikes, so you can be wrong twice before this ends. Oh, I can. Okay. Is there like I think like a Nebraska one? Is there uh no? You're not gonna tell me. Um there's no hints on the podcast. This is tough. Oh Caden Caden Youngbooth was the one who kind of hinted he at this one. Yes, he did. I don't know all my Horizon League schools here. Uh um I'm gonna say like uh Omaha. Omaha is not. That is incorrect. So that there just we will give one hint now after the first strike. Yes. So there are just focus on the Midwest, obviously. There are few in Illinois. There are one in Michigan. You know, there might be a Kentucky school. It might be an Ohio school. Oh, Western Kentucky. No. Oh, it's Eastern Kentucky. It's actually northern. 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 Come on. Northern Kentucky. Yeah, and then was is there like um, uh, Northern Illinois in there? There is. uh, It's it's tricky. University of Illinois at Chicago. Oh, sorry. Yeah, in there? You, you were, yeah, you, you weren't going to get that one. But let me just put your three of five so far to start trivia. Still not a bad way to start. We like our three of fives. There's Cleveland State. Oh, I, I, that isn't like Akron in it? A- Akron? Yeah. No, they're no. not actually. So we got the University of Detroit Mercy. I like them. I don't know why. They're just an interesting team. Northern Kentucky, like you said. Purdue University, Fort Wayne, Robert Morris University, the Illinois at Chicago, like I said, and then these other two, Wright State and Youngstown State. Oh, yeah, and I've, I've heard of both of those. I sh- I've actually heard of all those schools. I Like Robert Morris, Marquette played in a non-con game. I mean, I've seen I've seen Wright State and Youngstown State. They, they come out of the Horizon League a lot for like the tournament, too. Mm-hmm. I, feel I, mean, of, I feel dumb, but I got yeah. three out of five. I'm just glad you didn't say Valpo because they are not in the Horizon League anymore. But three out of five, not bad at all. So let's just move on here. Next week, it is going to be part two of Horizon League trivia. So we're going to stay on the trend. I have five questions, some true or false, some multiple choice in there. It's going to be fun. The last question is very hard, but you will just do your best on it. And now the grand finale of the episode. Season three of trivia is here. And here are our five categories for trivia this season. Stipping, sticking with the theme, all-time NFL statistics. Sticking with the theme, MLB MVP winners. Sticking with the theme, we now have another grab bag. This one is on defunct teams, so teams that are no longer here. Those will be all multiple choice. There's one true or false in there, and this will be a fun one. College Bowl Games 2021-2022. And the last one. This is a good one. Basketball video games prior to 2000. So we're talking about basketball games before we were even born. You'll be getting some true or false in there. You'll be getting some multiple choice. What's standing out to you in Season 3? I think the last one you mentioned. I think Games Before 2000. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, the I mean, you mentioned even next week's trivia. I think the part two is going to be fun for that as well. You know, if it was the Big East, I feel more confident in the Big East Conference trivia. Yeah, than I you do would definitely the, do better than that. Because uh, I can name all the teams in the Big East and whatnot. But, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's just how it is. And I'm, 
Oh, that trivia, that sounded fun. I like how we're sticking it to the theme. I do like the debunk team one or whatever. That's that one yes. actually. That one's one of the other ones that sticks right out to me too. That'll be fun. I mean, I, I mean, Supersonics. You know, when you think of defunct teams, themes like that. Montreal Expos. We talked about them. Who knows what's all going to be in there? Milwaukee Badgers. Have you ever heard of them? They might be I, in there. I have. I mean, there's some wild teams. When I was looking through some stuff, we'll see who's in there and who isn't. So that is it. Episode twenty-five. A little longer than anticipated, but hey. We had a lot that we we had a little to talk about, but we talked a lot about the little things that we wanted to talk about. Eastern Wisconsin Conference are going to move into conference action as well. A lot of big stuff coming up. I'll be announcing the ships on the 10th, 17th, and 24th. I'll be announcing UWGB men's soccer on the 15th. So September is a very, very busy month. And that's basically everything. Sir, sir, shout yourself out. Instagram, Twitter, we know the drill. Drew Skyberg, D-R-E-W-S-K-Y-B-E-R-G. And then you, Jordan? I am on Twitter, JordanLaw underscore PXP. Don't forget our Instagram, Drew underscore sports crew. We thank you all for making my second week of bold takes the most uh, most commented in the history of our Instagram. We thank you very much for that. We look for I look forward to doing it again next week. We'll see what I can come up with. And just making people happy is what I do best. So thank you all for listening to episode 25 of Jordan Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.